0: Welcome to CrewCast, the Crew Network podcast that features
1: top thought leaders in commercial real estate, shares important industry insight, and inspires change. Welcome to our CrewCast Industry Series, which examines trends, hot topics, and disruptors across the major sectors of commercial real estate. Today, we are discussing retail real estate with Tom McGee, CEO of ICSC, the International Council of Shopping Centers. Welcome, Tom uh, well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, let's get started talking. You know, this the world we're living in right now, this world, the way we're doing business has so ch- it changed um, and it's happened rapidly as we're continuing to navigate and recover from this global health crisis. Retail arguably has been one of the hardest hit sectors of real estate. However, grocery and pharmacy anchored properties have seen remarkable levels of demand. What would you say is the current state of retail and what are the silver linings that you see on the horizon?
0: Well, first and foremost, I would definitely agree with your premise. I mean, retail uh, retail real estate has been dramatically impacted by um, this pandemic and, you know, the health and safety actions taken by the government appropriately. So uh, but. Uh, obviously had a pretty dramatic impact upon our industry and so I, I would say right now the impact is is significant um, there are pockets of, of retail that you know have managed through this uh, generally essential retail uh, and and some retailers that you know have done uh, uh, Very well, but generally speaking, the industry as a whole has, um, you know, has really um, been impacted, and I think the the impact will be not just during during this period of time of closure, but the consequences of what's taking place will be will be pretty significant. Well. I think the CARES Act and uh, the actions taken by the government were appropriate first steps. Um, I think they were just first steps and I think uh, much more dramatic and significant government uh, support needs to take place. We've been advocating for a recovery fund, um, really a, 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 a Government funded uh, recovery fund that would uh, provide a support for operating expenses for businesses that have been impaired by COVID 19. We are leading a coalition of about 100 organizations, uh, and that's broad based, um, not just retail, uh, not just retail real estate, but all industries, uh, because we think we think the um you know the damage done to the economy and to our industry in particular but other industries as well is quite uh, significant and far and far reaching uh, looking to the future uh, i think in the course of you know a couple months we have really had you know some pretty dramatic uh, macro trends that were you know Impacting the industry, and it was man- and and the industry was managing through. Obviously, the impact of e-commerce and you know changing consumer habits, et cetera, have have just accelerated. Um, and you know, you've had basically a decade of changes. It feels like um, you know take place within you know two months. And so clearly the conversation around omni channel and the conversion of the physical and digital world, um, has been accelerated. Uh, you know, I, I clearly the, um, you know, the, the, uh, advent of, or the use of e- of, uh, of, of, shopping online shopping, uh, has accelerated. Um, and you, and as a result of that, you're going to see things like curbside pickup and cook and collect becoming much more, you know, integrated part of the shopping experience, but in, but in the short term, I think we're, you know, we're seeing some pretty significant dislocation here. You know, when you fundamentally have shut down the industry, uh, for two months and you've had, um, you know, no customers, that's going to have, uh, an impact and, and probably a disproportionate impact on smaller businesses and smaller tenants. Um, bars and restaurants, uh, things of that nature, the local retailers are going to, you know, are going to, you know, really struggle. Um, and so I, I, I worry about, you know, the immediate term and the ability for some of those, uh, organizations to survive. I, I do know some of the larger landlords have been very, have really leaned in to help, um, you know, their smaller tenants try to navigate, um, you know, through this period of time. But but I think the consequences of the industry are, are pretty significant.
1: And so have you, you talked a, bit, a little bit about uh, this recovery fund and has the government been responsive to that at all up, up to this point? Is there there's something in the pipeline or any consideration that you can see t- that's tangible right now on that? Yeah, I,
0: I think there's a lot of, um, you know, competing um, priorities that are taking place right now in, in in D.C. and and a lot of different ideas that are you know that are being discussed. Clearly, the idea of a recovery fund um, or a concept similar to that is being debated. Uh, you know, they may not use the terminology "recovery fund" in all of those uh, in all of those different types of proposals, but the concept of having a, a more systematic and holistic approach. Um, to this crisis and, and supporting uh, companies, uh, kind of navigating through uh, the recovery. Quite frankly, is you know is being debated. Um, I think as we the fir- the very first step is is the debate around will there be ever another relief. Um, You know action taken by Congress obviously the cares Act was significant in scale 2.2 trillion dollars and but then when you leverage up um, some of the funding through the Fed programs you're talking you know four trillion dollars or more of liquidity provided uh, into the market and but what I'm saying and I think many others are saying that's not enough that gives you a sense of how significant this you know this you know, this crisis was, I think as we look at, um, you know, what, will there be another relief, uh, act? I do think there will be, um, the timing of it. However, I'm not a hundred percent certain of, I think that, um, you know, the Democrats are, are you know, very focused upon ensuring that there's, um, funding for state and local governments who've been hard hit by this. Uh, the GOP is very focused upon some type of liability protection for businesses as they reopen. And I think in that in that way, the battle lines have kind of been drawn uh, by each party. And um, as they navigate and compromise around that, uh, hopefully uh, some other uh aspects necessary for for recovery like a recovery fund emerges uh in those conversations what i'm not sure of is how long that will take that negotiation process will take Uh, we we think it needs to happen like asap
1: Uh, i was just going to say we're running out of time aren't we uh, yeah but you know
0: in some ways we are uh for sure um but again i think that um you know the just because we've now begun to reopen uh the economy and reopen you know retail i don't think the challenges go away in some ways we've just entered a new, a new and different uh, phase of challenges you know when you have um, limitations on uh, customers uh, on size of crowds uh but your operating costs are the same i mean it's 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 just a different challenge
1: so With that, what guidance or advice would you give to the business owners and employees listening to this podcast who are experiencing the hardship and the loss?
0: Well, I think the first thing we all, you know, we have to think about is just safety. Um, And so, you know, the first first, uh, piece of advice I would give anyone is to make sure that you, you know, follow the guidance of of, uh, of proper authorities around health and safety actions and taking all the necessary precautions. you know, I think that it's important to, um, from a retail perspective, from a tenant uh, perspective, from a property owner's perspective, I think to encourage. Um, People back to your store or or your restaurant or your shopping center, you're going to need to lean into safety um, and, you know, demonstrate that you are taking your customer safety seriously and, you know, that uh, you have the right types of infrastructure in place to ensure social distancing uh, and, you know, protective equipment is available. I I think, uh, but ultimately, you know, we are in such a... um, Unique environment. Um, and really, this is—we are living history right now. None of us have ever, have, You know, there's never been something uh, since 1918, since the right. Spanish flu. Um, but you know, and it's 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 not an overstatement to say in our lifetime um, we we've never experienced anything like this. And what's so um, you know historic about this particular event is that it, it's impacted virtually every single person in some way the youngest youngest child to the oldest american uh, really uh, not just Americans that people all across the world are being impacted and so i think that the scale of this is so significant and and it's hard to anticipate you know what's next you know what's you know what's going to happen tomorrow what's going to happen a week uh, down the road or two weeks down the road so i i think the most important thing is um you know is to be flexible I uh, you know I, I think it was Dwight Eisenhower who said plan 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 and then change the plan." <laughs> uh, and I think because I, I, I think you need to have a plan and right. well, here's what I'm going to try to accomplish today and tomorrow but recognize that we are in such a fluid environment that um things can things can change pretty dramatically um I do think that it's really incumbent upon people in business today um to be well informed about, uh, guidance that's coming from health authorities, but also well informed about the political process and, you know, different things that are happening, both at the federal state and local level, both in regards to, you know, new regulations that are going to emerge, but also to, to protect safety. But I also think, um, you know, new types of legislation that might get introduced that may or may not be, you know, in the best, best interests of of, uh, different types of uh, different uh, sectors of the business community. So I do think government involvement in business is probably going to increase. And so I think as a business leader, you really need to, you know, be cognizant of that. Um, But I, I ultimately, you know, you just, you just have to be, Flexible. So we're living in a very fluid environment.
1: You're kind of going toward my next question around what does retail look like in the future. You're already talking about the changes have accelerated, but hasn't innovation also accelerated? Don't you think? And and so I look at things like something that's simple and non-technological, like curbside pickup. What does that morph into in um you know in the next eighteen? to 24 months is that not only take hold as a way of doing business, but again, become that seamless integration of I just go online, order something I drive by, I don't have to see anybody or talk to anybody, my box is waiting for me and wherever, or and, and I just remember, Tom, I, this was so long ago, but I have to say that um, I was in Chicago 15 years ago for a marketing conference and I was walking down a street and there was a cupcake business, a retailer that was a cupcake maker back when, you know, cupcakes were the rage. Maybe they still are. But anyway, <laughs> they had built and put outside their store. They had a cupcake, what I called the cupcake ATM. You put in your debit card in the middle of the night. The line was down on a Saturday night. The line would down the street to the end of the block. But people would go. There just to get cupcakes using their ATM card, and to me, 15, fifteen years ago, that was a long time before all of this other e-commerce and um, and buying online or just having access to something after hours with no interface needed. Um, and, and so, what are we looking like in you know five to ten years? Um, is is that a human piece of it going to go away, or is there going to still be some elements that remain? Would you know if you had to crystal ball it? What do you think?
0: Oh, I think the human element remains. I mean, I think that's what we're all missing right now. Right. I think I think it just changes uh, in 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 versus how it was, you know, two months ago. Um, but I think that as as people, um, you know, that's what we're missing. Right. I mean, that's what that's why people want to get back out. And, you know, that's why you're seeing, um, I think, better than expected, you know, you um, crowds at, at, at shopping centers and, and at beaches and so forth. I mean, people crave to be out with other human beings. So I don't think that goes away. I think it's hard to, it's hard to know exactly how it, what it manifests itself into, um, you know, how does that human interaction continue in a world where you will have a lot more technology and a lot more efficiency. Um, but I think the human piece of that will be, you know, will still be central.
1: So, Tom, you're absolutely right in saying that it's a unique situation and, and it is nothing like we've, we have experienced in our lifetime. And, and I think that also reminds me that this is the week that we would have been at recon, which is also something that's very unique, I believe, in the history of that event. Um, have you ever had to cancel before?
0: Uh, no. Uh, you know this is uh, obviously this gives you a sense of how historic you know the time period we are uh, living in is and so yes this is the week we would have been in Las Vegas for recon and uh, obviously you know given the concerns over everyone's safety we ended up having to, to cancel cancel recon this year
1: it is one of the most important industry events that exist and for us you know icsc has always been a, a terrific partner with crew network uh, for many years and particularly this year uh ICSC is a platinum underwriter of our 2020 benchmark study, which will provide critical data and insight uh, regarding the entire industry and where we are with diversity and inclusion, which I know has been a huge um, uh, initiative for ICSC over the past five to seven years as well. So t- can you talk a little bit about why our partnership with, uh, between CREW and ICSC is uh, important to you, to the industry, and the future of diversity and inclusion, really?
0: Sure. Absolutely. Well, first of all, we've had a, a wonderfully long uh, history with with crew and in and, uh, and a great partnership. So I appreciate working with you and your team and uh, throughout all the years. And And I think if you, you know, look, if you look at our industry, um, we still have a long way to go uh, from a diversity and inclusion perspective. And, and I and I think um you know, crew has done a wonderful job in helping, you know, women advance uh, in the commercial real estate industry, um, but, you know, there's there's more to do uh, from uh, gender diversity, and there's more to do from from racial diversity in all aspects of diversity, um, and, and also, you know, recruiting the next generation of talent into the industry as well, um, you know, and, and, and that's even before the pandemic. Um, you know there had been there was a um, you know a, a gap between what the the percentage of millennials in the U.S. working population versus the percentage of millennials that were in um, a retail real estate and and that gap was too big, um, meaning that we didn't have our fair share of, of millennials. We were underrepresented. Um, And so I think in all ways of diversity and inclusion, you know, the industry has made progress, but it needs to make more. Uh, It needs to be reflective of uh, the population that it serves, uh, its customer base. uh, And uh, America is becoming uh, and has, it is, a very diverse uh, society. And so um, our industry should should be representative of that. And, And who wouldn't want you know, the best and the brightest um, to be part of your industry. And so we need to not lose out to other industries, uh, but make sure the best and the brightest uh, uh, from all races, uh, from both genders, all aspects of diversity and inclusion are represented in in our industry. And so I think partnerships like, like crew are critically important. And that has been, and you mentioned uh, Jasmine Johnson from ICSC's team. She's leading our, our diversity and inclusion, uh, you know, initiatives and activities is doing a wonderful job on that. Um, because we recognize that's, that's really, really important to the future of our industry and, and its ability to, you know, to compete, um, and it's, and it's also the right thing to do. <laughs> so
1: Right, right. Doing well while you're doing good. Um, and Jasmine is a spitfire. And let me tell you, her passion is wonderful. And you're definitely an asset to your team. And, uh, you know, I just know from being at Recon over the last three years, three and a half, well, three years, um That you can see the significant growth in the diversity you have represented there as well, which is really rewarding to see. So, um, when you can see that that change um, happen, it's it's really uh, you know makes it worth all the effort that we're putting into it. And it is, uh, we're still on that journey, you know, Tom, uh, in terms of diversity and inclusion. And I think that. Um, it will drive better talent into the future. I, you know, commercial real estate is one of those careers where, you know, most people don't wake up one day and go, Oh, I want to be in commercial real estate, like they do say for a doctor, a lawyer, a firefighter. Um, So it's up to us. And and I think that by doing these studies and research and, uh, you know, creating partnerships like this, we can raise the visibility and opportunity that commercial real estate represents for everyone who's looking for that next business opportunity um, in their career. So we're very uh thankful to have that partnership and look forward to continuing to um do great things together and i thank you so much for your time today and for helping us get a little insight into what's happening in the retail space
0: well uh, happy to be with you have a a wonderful rest of your day thank you tom all right take care bye